So here's the thing. With Grace and Carly and it's season two. We have been able to do all this thanks to this free app called Anchor. We use their creation tools to create our podcast just how we want it. And then it does all the work distributing it to places like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. And we make money. That's right, folks. You two can talk into the oblivion and get paid to do it. So no matter the size of your following, even if you still only have those 12 listeners. Or if you're mega famous like us. Well, more or less. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on your very own podcast. Hello! Hello. You are listening to So Here's the Thing with Grace and Carly and... You want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Annie and I'm here to talk about cats. Yay! Yay! This is Annie. She is one of our best friends who we went to see Cats 2019 with in theaters last year, almost exactly a year ago, right? I think it is exactly a year ago. Oh my god, it's exactly a year ago today. (laughs) I would just like to point out, this is going to be very brief, but we went to see that the same night that Star Wars opened, and (laughs) oh my goodness, we got so much more of what we paid for than they did. They were so bummed (laughs) leaving the theater. And we were so happy. My little brother showed up to the theater dressed like Han Solo and then was like, one <laughs> ticket for cats, please. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So we shout out very to for being the funniest person I know. <laughs> shout out. We love a good shout out. All right. So what are we doing exactly today, people? Yeah. So today we're doing a little bit more niche specific thing than what we told you we were going to do last week, but I think this will be more fun. Um, instead of just reviewing the movie as a whole, we were going to be uh, ranking, which has proven more successful on this podcast, the eight celebrity appearances in Cats from worst to best. Hey, uh, Annie, England. which cats are we talking about? Oh, geez. Okay. We've got uh, Rebel Wilson, James Corden, Idris Elba, Ian McKellen, Jason Derulo, Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Swift, and of course, Dame Judi Dench, who is in this movie for real. My God. And isn't it Sir Ian McKellen? Yeah, it is also yeah. Sir Ian McKellen. The man is a knight. <laughs> it's important to recognize that. The um, man is knighted by the queen, and he was in this movie drinking milk out of a bowl with his tongue. Yes. Now, we are not going to be trying to reach an agreement, per se. This time, we have ranked them all ourselves. We're going to give our rankings, and then we're just going to discuss. Because I feel like we're going to have some strong opinions. And if we tried to get on the same page, it would take several hours. (laughs) And on that note, that glorious note, Annie, you ready to do your first guest starring podcast here? I am so excited, and I don't think anything could have been more on brand for me. So let's go. Let's go. All right. So the bottom three is what we're going to talk about first. And I'll go ahead and I'll pass it over to Grace. What is your bottom three? All right. So from eight up, my eighth choice, the worst one to me, is Rebel Wilson. 
as Jenny Any Dots. Uh, seventh is Idris Elba as McCavity. And sixth, although it pains me to say it, is Judy Dench as old Deuteronomy. Uh, all right. And then, Annie, do you want to give us eight through six? Yes, I actually, Grace and I have one that line up, so that's fun. Um, okay. At the bottom, in number eight, I have James Corden as Bustopher Jones. Number seven is Idris Elba as McCavity. Sorry, Idris. And number six, I've got Rebel Wilson as Jenny Ania Dots. <laughs> That's fair. And now I'll go ahead and go. Annie and I, we have the same eighth place, which would be good old James Corden because he kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a Rebel Wilson and then Idris Elba. So we kind of have some, some patterns, some, some <laughs> similarities. Um, so let's talk about these cats. Let's start maybe with James, James Corden, <laughs> because Annie and I voted him last. And he's not even in Grace's bottom three. Okay, all right. Well, why don't you guys go ahead and start to rip on him, and then I will <laughs> let you know why I feel the way I do. Perfect. I think for me, um, like I adore this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. And in my ranking, I kind of switch both between who is actually giving a good performance, because there are some good performances, and who is fun to watch. And those two things aren't always the same. But I feel like for me, James Corden is neither giving a good performance, nor is he fun to watch. And it's not his fault that the song Buster for Jones <laughs> is also like boring. Like, I think the songs in Cats really fall. <laughs> what? I think the songs in Cats really fall. It's like they're either total bops or they're just the worst songs you've ever heard. Like, Skimble Shakes the Railway Cat, genuine Slaps. bop. Total bop. So hard. <laughs> genuine bop. But, like, so he's got one of those songs that isn't very good, and I just feel like I'm enjoying none of it, you know? I agree. I, I feel like he just did his James Corden thing, which is fine. But I'm like, I don't know, nothing, nothing about this was very exciting or fun. And it was just gross garbage. And I get distracted by how gross the garbage is. <laughs> it is this character is designed, I mean, they're all designed poorly. But like, I was looking at the 1998 costumes because I was like, they gave him this little waistcoat to like emphasize his big stomach because he's a big old fat cat. He's a big and old it's fat like, cat. He's three times the size as everybody else. Like, you don't need to dress him like that. And he also has the grossest shot in the whole movie, which is hard. Because this whole movie is, like, brimming with weird, horny energy. And <laughs> so horny. Just, and, like, I know that's the musical, but, like, it's gross. And he's got a shot where he lays down on the ground and, like, a can or a bottle opens into his mouth. And it is the most egregious cum shot reference I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> and it's gross. I don't... I don't actually. I watched it today. I'm embarrassed, and I need to watch it that scene yeah. again to really yeah. get the sense of that. All right, I twice do... in one day. Let's I... go. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's funny that that like you guys is like oh the scene is just really grotesque because I th I like gross out humor more than either of you like gross out <laughs> that humor. That is true. We've learned this in some of the other <laughs> podcasts as well. <laughs> um. And I, not that I only like gross-out humor, but I, I get into it a little bit more. That's um, true. I, I think, for me, James Corden is ranked so high for the same reason, unfortunately, Idris Elba is ranked so low for me. <laughs> it's because 
he's so he's so well cast. That's true. And Idris Elba is so I would agree. poorly cast. I like I don't even know if James Corden is really trying that hard. And I have a whole rant about him in the prom, which we can't get into this time, but we can <laughs> get into later. Um, I don't I, I am I am no uh, James Corden diehard stan, but I do think in this movie, I think he fits Bustopher Jones perfectly for what he is. Bustopher Jones is not my favorite character. I am pretty excited when that scene ends. I'm also <laughs> actually, counterpoint though, a little excited when it starts because it's like McCavity gets all like scary and he's like, ah, I'm gonna eat you. And then James Corden comes in and he's like, let's just like have a good time, everybody. <laughs> I, I would agree that with Grace that he is probably one of the best casts. Maybe not yeah. the best, but like he is... He's, because he just does his James Corden thing, and it's like, yeah, he uh, does his goofy James know. Corden karaoke I just thing. Do not care though. I I don't <laughs> adore it, but I do think for what that character is, he does it pretty well. I don't love watching him, so I think he's he. I'll give is a spoiler, but he's fifth place, so he just barely escaped the bottom three <laughs> mm-hmm. for me. Um, See, I think I think he does lower. the thing that I, I feel like is one of the reasons Rebel Wilson is ranked so low for you, Grace, and one of the reasons she's ranked so low for me is just, like, interrupting the music and interrupting the movie with, yeah. like, unfunny improv. <laughs> I do hate that. I, I hate when James Corden does it. I, I feel bad, but I hate it more when Rebel Wilson does it. She does it yeah. a little bit more. And she and does, she does it, like, more, but... like, less focused. Like, James Corden still feels a little in character when he's doing it. Right. I think maybe that's what it is, is that I don't buy that Jenny Anydots is the offhanded, like, one-off jokesy character. And on top of that, all of the jokes that she says are so unfunny, it's unbelievable. Oh. Um, and, and I feel like with Bustopher Jones, the unfunny jokes fit a little bit more because everybody is kind of just tolerating Bustopher Jones. <laughs> I feel like the reason Rebel Wilson... Um, gets higher and the best thing about her character truly <laughs> is when she unzips her skin no i was gonna say one of the reasons that she ranked number six is i'm like rebel wilson all my complaints are the exact same as james corden except hers is the first number in the movie where you're like, oh, this is batshit. Like, truly. <laughs> like, she <laughs> eats true. human cockroaches and unzips her skin in this dirty yellow kitchen, and we all just have to live with that. <laughs> yeah. The cockroaches deserve their own section of the world. <laughs> and we talk about how scary and oh creepy God, they are. Horrifying. But Grace was making a, a good point. Child mice. Earlier today, we were watching it with our roommate who was watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the craziness of this movie and like the like I will keep watching this because it's the best worst movie we've ever seen Grace was saying comes from the fact that we saw it on the big screen and yeah. just like if you can't see the cockroaches faces <laughs> you're gonna get up and leave because <laughs> like, you... Becca was like what this is boring and I'm like you have to see the terror in these cockroach babies eyes <laughs> and like the baby mice who are like really fat and they're like they're gonna oh eat us God. 
what? they're like cast like, by why children back up then run away <laughs> yeah yeah if you haven't seen this movie i hope we're painting an appropriately grotesque image because it's so weird because everyone in this movie like the cats are played by people and then at the very beginning we see like shoes walking and we're like oh that's a human person weird right. and then it's so up until this point we've only seen the feet of a human and then cats who look horrible. And so this is the first part where you're like, oh, this whole world is populated by horrible anthropomorphic creatures. It, yeah, it's a completely horrifying. And I think, you know what's so funny is that I don't mind gross out humor, but like <laughs> realistic humans, like Ugh. either transforming into something else or being halfway between, which is why this movie is just terrifying to me. <laughs> Like, the cockroaches and Rebel Wilson's skin suit disturbs me so much more than James Corden's, like, gross-out food scene. And I can't explain why, but it's why Rebel Wilson is the lowest ranked, because that makes me violently uncomfortable. And I think that's valid. I will validate this. I also think she's not very good in it. And and again, for a lot of these people, it's like not their fault, but also it's like you took the role though. And the only person who might not have known, I feel like is Taylor Swift. I don't usually <laughs> paint Taylor Swift as the victim, but like in this movie, I'm like, she's the only one who could have maybe not known. <laughs> she's like, I like cats. <laughs> she's like, all right, cats. Oh, this looks like kind of fun. They want me to sing like this jazz number. It's like the shows that I do. And I believe that. I believe that's what she thought. Nobody else gets away clean with that <laughs> well, I think well they're all theater people well and I think with yeah. Rebel Wilson too it's also not in her favor that she's singing a three-part harmony by herself and she does not sound good yep. doing it no she doesn't mm-hmm. she's not the strongest singer which is not the end of the world and it worked better I think for James Corden because his role is more talk singing I'll yeah. um, I'll validate that um, but I do, this does make me want- It doesn't mean he's better. <laughs> this does make me want to talk about Idris Elba because we're talking about like, what did they get themselves mm. into? Yes, go yeah. ahead. What did he get himself oh into? He was going to be the next James Bond. He was going to be the next James Bond. And then now no one takes him seriously. It's like, I feel, I actually feel the worst for him because I usually love Idris Elba. I think he's a fantastic Absolutely. actor. Oh yeah. Beautiful person. But in this movie, I think he is- so horribly miscast like in my mind when I'm watching it I'm like I think you wanted Stanley Tucci and it's weird that you cast Idris Elba yeah you (laughs) definitely wanted not what not what you got not what you got and I think also like this is where the movie is subpar to the musical even though it's a glorious bad movie to watch (laughs) the I, I actually like Cats the musical. I I do. It's weird. It's zany. It's absurd. But like, you know, it's a piece of the 80s and we love it. And it's like a little bit drug induced. But like, if you think something needs a plot just for it to be worth watching, then you've just been spoon fed a hero's journey narrative your entire life. Get yeah. Off of Netflix. Well, and I also feel like um, this movie made me appreciate the musical more for what it is. Yeah, I'm like, oh, exactly. It's, it's like a weird dance review where they're doing animal abstracts. Like you see the yeah, costumes. Absolutely. That, you see the costumes in the 1998 version versus what yeah. horrors they put on our screen in this version. And you're like, oh. Exactly. You're like, oh, I see what they were going for. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, and like, they they are doing something and this is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, especially while we're on the Idris Elba topic. Um, he's so naked. He's so he's naked. So <laughs> naked. 
why why the costumers must personally hate him and i don't know why it's because they gave him a sleek shiny cat suit <laughs> in his natural skin color it's so weird i will say this movie does a couple weird things when it comes to race and this is the weirdest one yeah not even it, necessarily bad all the I, time right i wouldn't even call it necessarily racist because how do you quantify <laughs> racism in this universe right but there's a few black actors in this movie and i feel like yeah it's weird and i will also point out that francesca hayward who plays uh victoria the main girl is mm -hmm. mixed race black and she is a white cat and it's weird because all yeah. the other black cats are varying shades of br brown like all the other very, black very actors. Brown, yeah. And, and it is very weird. They're lit much more poorly, I noticed. Yeah. Which is an industry issue. Like people in the industry don't know how to light black bodies. Um, so like, I don't think it was probably like the cats team that was like, we're going to be racist with our lighting. Everyone's racist with their lighting. But, but like it was but there. It's really obvious in it's, this movie. But it's the weirdest yeah. part because Idris Elba, like they weren't thinking, cause yeah, cats can technically be that dark brown color, but it's like, you literally did not change it from his skin color. You didn't make it like a, like a different right. shade you or even stripes. Even oh, stripes, stripes would have helped. Oh Some my sort God. of don't any make texture. it solid. Any texture would have made a little bit of a difference. Or if it's you were going to not change the, the 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 texture at all, make the fur longer. Make the fur longer. That's another <laughs> weird thing in this do. movie. None of the cats are like fuzzy. The closest you get is Judy Dench in her big coat, but she's wearing a coat. Yeah. And then the but rest of them, sleek, naked cat people. It's horrible. Yeah. And it's like you made them more naked than they had to be. Why did you do <laughs> you that? You did this. For the sex. Sex oh. because this whole movie is also, sex. <laughs> I, the other thing about McCavity that puts him so low is that McCavity is not supposed to be a villain. He is a he's a criminal cat, and he's like he's supposed to be the like actually good criminal. Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser are just playing, um, <laughs> but he's not the villain of Cats because there isn't a villain in Cats. Because it's like a, a review. Cat. It's a review. It's a book of poetry. It's a book of poetry. See, it's um, also funny because they add him as a villain and they add Victoria as a main character, but they do like zero yeah. work other than that to actually build a narrative. They're like, yeah, Victoria, yeah, they like, don't. here's Francesca Hayward making an O face for the whole movie and getting exactly four <laughs> lines of dialogue. Have fun. She's Thanks. our main character now. Which I actually Poor don't want to, I don't actually really want to dunk on her because I think her and then the actors she who play Monkey be. Strap and uh, Mr. Mistopheles <laughs> are, are working so hard with so they little are. clout. And like they're it's the so actors true. who are going to suffer. They're the actors who are going to suffer from this. Rebel Wilson it's will continue true. to get roles. It's true. It's the it's the lower level folks that may suffer from this. I hope they don't, because I know this movie wasn't like problematic in a way that these actors need to take personal culpability for. Like we're talking about this where it's like just bad. It's not problematic. It's just bad. <laughs> so hopefully there will be some sort of industry forgiveness there. But you're right. If anyone's going to suffer, it's going to be the ones who carried this movie on their back. Uh, yeah. Poor because, yeah, the guy who played Monkey Strap and Francesca Hayward and the guy who played Mr. Mistopheles, even, uh, even Skimble Shanks are even so Skimbleshanks. good in this terrible movie. And yeah. they're doing their thing. They're doing something that I think actually makes me less 
happy about with some of the other celebrity cameo uh, cameos is that they uh-huh. are doing an ensemble movie. Like they're the ones yeah. in every scene and that's what Cats is supposed to be. But because of all these it celebrity is. cameos, they're like, like Jason Derulo sh- shows up sometimes in the, in the ensemble, but all the other right. ones, they show up for like their scenes and their song and then they leave. And then and it's gone. like these poor Francesca Hayward was here for two full hours. We had to look at her horrifying cat body for two hours, and that's not her <laughs> for fault. Two hours. It's not fair. It's not her fault. Before we move on, because we need to move on pretty quickly, but I want to talk about why I ranked Judy Dench so low. <laughs> and I think it's literally just that a cat is not a dog <laughs> at the very end. Five straight minutes. <laughs> Five straight. The end it went on that, so long. The end of that is like it. It ends, and then. It it takes five minutes to actually like close out the musical and I will say her monologue is the most devastatingly boring thing I've ever seen oh yeah and that's so sad but I'm like I have to hold Judy Dench accountable because she knows better I, I agree and I can actually take this right on into my my next ones because Judy's at five for me uh, so she is not that far transition far from that because again you're I'm like you did you're just not that in like you just you dragged things out judy you dragged everything that you did (laughs) and it's horrible because i believe she accepted the role because she was supposed to be in the original west end version and then for whatever reason wasn't and so for her it was like this big yeah and so for her it's this big like full circle thing but then she's like she's 80 and kind of is only talk singing the whole time and is like very breathy and clearly just like can't be giving it I will right. say though, and maybe that, but oh, yeah, go for it. Go oh, for I was it, gonna say Judy Dench is five for me, and she's not lower because for two reasons. One, I love the old Deuteronomy memes, pure joy. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, because she is giving nothing but pure, unbridled, horny energy to every other yep. couple she interacts <laughs> with. And for yep, a woman of her age, <laughs> for a woman of her <laughs> age to own it, we love that for her. We love that for her. We really do. When she sticks her leg up in the air. Oh my Absolutely. God. That's why you're at five. Absolutely. Beauty keep you out of the bottom We'll keep you out of the bottom three. Except for Grace. Canonly. In Cats. Um, Sir Ian McKellen's grungy homeless cat performance <laughs> makes Judy Dench so horny she shivers her whole body and opens her legs up wide to him. If you have not seen this movie, you have to. <laughs> Absolutely. So true. here's the thing. Which also so is so impressive because Ian McKellen is a very gay man. <laughs> and like <laughs> for him and he's to not- be able to He's not not giving that to this role, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, like, he is giving that, but he's also selling it so much. That whole moment was, like, you know, it was the most horrifying thing that I've ever seen on screen, but they also committed to it so hard. I love the commitment. Whenever somebody commits, you absolutely get bumped up, and that's It's true. That's, that's why Judy Dench doesn't hit rock bottom, even though the character is horrifying. Annie, yeah. what are your middle two? Your five Okay, I'll... I'll give this because number four is actually my most contested with myself. Mm -hmm. I've changed. I've switched three and four like eight times and I can't really decide. Um, Also, I will say the best part about that final Judy Dench monologue is that the other three cats are in frame the whole time and they have no idea what to do. And oh so watching God. them is Monkey so funny. Straps face. <laughs> Monkey, Monkey Straps face is the funniest <laughs> thing to watch. He tried so it hard. It is a mini movie in and of itself. 
Um, so <laughs> my, <different>. my, <laughs> yeah, my five is Judy Dench. I'm okay. actually going to give my four and three. Okay. But my oh. number four, because they're contested, my number four is Jennifer Hudson and my number three is Taylor Swift. And I could be persuaded to change them because I've switched it like eight times already. No, do you know no. what's so funny, Annie? This is going to be so fun. This is going to be hilarious. We literally, we had the exact same three and four. <laughs> All of us in agreement without talking to each other yeah. about it. Ranked those two. Um, four and three. Four and three. Jennifer, our, our four. fifth is slightly, slightly off kilter. But yeah, Jennifer Hudson was four all across the board. Taylor Swift was three all across the board. See, and, and I, I think the thing that made me struggle good. is that Jennifer Hudson gives one of the best actual performances. Like her performance of memory is so genuinely good, which also makes it so sad that she's the worst animated out of all of them. I no, think it's because she's, she's giving... animated. She's given like facial expressions because she's doing like acting and then they're like, we don't know what to do with this. But every other scene in the movie that she's in is just so boring. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, and she this just is... cries the whole time. And this and is not goop. her. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> goop. It's when it's culture was on the board for this movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think my issue, and this is maybe not Jennifer Hudson's fault, and I hate ranking her lower than Taylor Swift because I love Jennifer Hudson so much. I love mm-hmm. her so much. Agreed. She is in my favorite movie of all time. I I love her. I love her. Um, but her sort of breakdown is not motivated, and I don't think it's her mm-hmm. fault, but it makes it look awkward as opposed to heartbreaking like she's doing Anne Hathaway in Les Mis but (laughs) we didn't see the breakdown of her character and so it's uncomfortable yeah she has like three lines prior to that exactly and like they try to make it McCavity's fault which yeah in the musical is that's not not that's not the reason (laughs) she's just an old washed up cat yeah yeah which it kind of messes with the and this it almost a bit, the, the rhythm. Her, I think it cheapens her struggle and tragedy yeah. to give a little bit of backstory, but not quite enough. Because mm-hmm. if you don't give any, you can fill it in yourself. In fact, Grizabella is supposed to be a character that you impress your own longings and struggles and personal tragedy onto. Um, and that's why it's such a prolific ballad, ju- not just in the Broadway community, but just in in the music community in general, is that it's Yeah, so... that's the song everyone knows. That's yep. the song everyone knows. It's wonderfully written, but it's also very easy to imprint your own personal life struggle into it. Um, I also think but, hot yeah. take. Jennifer Hudson, yeah. while giving like an amazing performance of memory, is a little bit young. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? She's a little this, young. If this was, if she was like fifteen years older, because Grizabella is this like old, washed-up cat who's had yeah. a tragedy in her life and is now like homeless. And Jennifer Hudson is just a little young, I think, for the role. She's a little young, a little polished. Frankly, if there was ever a time to cast Meryl Streep in a crappy musical <laughs> theater movie, this would have been a good time. But Meryl Streep is too smart to do cast the movie. <laughs> I will say, when she hits that, that like, dumb moment, like, there's just nothing better than 
And she does yeah, it no, so that part, amazingly. That part is great. This is one of the greatest parts of the movie. Song. I would listen to her song like on my own, like on Spotify. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No, Jennifer Hudson doing memory. If you just said that and did not mention Cats 2019 to me, I'd be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Hudson singing memory. But then they made her a weird looking cat. <laughs> She's they, so They weird. also did her snow jig. This is another area where the CGI on the people of color is more awkward and not quite right. And I don't want to go like it is racist because I think a lot of it comes from structural racism in the theater and film community. Well, and a lot of the other cats also look really bad. I think the weirdest part about Jennifer Hudson, she is also close to her own skin color, but they gave her this like mark around her mouth to kind of break up the face. But that mark is like, is like white person peach. And it's Uh weird. Yeah. I think that also they just spend a lot of time really close up on her face. And she's making expressions. To all the other ones because they're like dancing. And so you're like farther away and you're like, okay, like I can, you're still creepy, but like, that's fine. But you're like, I'm just watching Jennifer's face and like, I need to stop watching the goop come out. Yeah, and we're watching it move because I feel like a lot of the other ones, when they do a close up, (laughs) it's like one look, like one facial expression. The whole of memory, for some reason, this is like a show-stopping, sing-to-the-back-row kind of number. We're just kind of on a vague close-up, unmoving of her for so long. And she can't really move. It's very awkward. So Jennifer Hudson, I think, ranks lower than Taylor Swift for me just because of that. But I will say, the thing that made me kind of, is that Taylor Swift's only in the movie for like two minutes. Yeah, but she like owns those two minutes. She is one of the people who like genuinely looks like they're having fun. It's true. Which yeah. in my top three is really what I put as the top three. As the top three, because yeah. I'll just give up my top three and now I, if we're ready. Yeah, go ahead. Do your oh, top okay. three. Because I put I put Taylor as third, and then Ian McKellen as second, and Jason Derulo as my number one. Exactly. Because all three of them look like they're having so much. Oh, that's so funny. I, I have almost the exact same thing, and I just switched Ian and Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also not Jason Derulo's fault. It's just that the mix is off for Rum Tum Tugger, so you can't hear what Jason Derulo is saying. And it yeah. only occurred to me watching it this time with Becca is that um, is that you do kind of need to hear the words to get the idea of the Rum Tum Tugger. And I yeah. know because I've read the poem, <laughs> but it's not quite clear in the movie. Like, I I wanted I wanted to turn around and tell her, and like, oh, the, the gig is that he, like, he can never decide where he wants to be or what he wants to do. <laughs> He's wishy-washy. <laughs> but, like, the fact that, like, the mix was so off that that wasn't clear, I'm like, that's rough. But it's I- not Jason Derulo's fault, and he looked like he was having fun. And I will yeah. say, I actually think that's a huge problem throughout the whole movie. This is, this was, like, my yeah. favorite. Oh, the, Wyatt and I watched it. Wyatt is my lovely boyfriend. Hi, Wyatt. Um, oh, he and I watched hey. it. Wyatt. He and I watched it last night. And I was like, I've seen this movie. This is now the fourth time that I'm seeing this movie. And even then, I have no idea what they're saying for like at least half the movie. The diction Absolutely. is bad. The sound yeah, mixing is bad. bad. It's a like a lot of it's the mixing. The yeah. directing is also really bad because a lot of times they're just kind of talking. They're doing that theater thing. Like if you're doing Shakespeare and you don't know what yeah. you're saying, you try to give the mm. gist of what you're saying, but that doesn't make the language clear. And I think kind of a similar, yeah. not to compare Cats 2019 to Shakespeare. 
But I think we should. So much to compare between Cats So here's the thing with Rachel Carly next week. So here's the thing. I think people get so precious with Shakespeare, and I think a lot of Shakespeare's plays actually wound up being a lot like this. Um, so here's the thing. Next week, tune in to my production of Hamlet, but cast with the cats from Cats. <laughs> Obviously, Mr. Mistopheles is our Hamlet. Obviously. <laughs> the I, true, true underdog hero. I threw that in for Grace. And I'm so Grace mad is... that my cat boyfriend is not on this list and I can't talk about how much I love Mr. Mistopheles. Yes. <laughs> we were <laughs> Wyatt asked me to tell you, we were watching the movie last night, and there's like the scene where Mistopheles is like rescuing Victoria. Because they build this whole like hetero romance between the two of them because Mistopheles right. is pure gay in the music and they're like no <laughs> and he's so also always played by a pure gay person everyone in well. cats is gay it's true it's true and <laughs> so there's this scene where he like saves her from the house and they like almost kiss but then they don't and i was like mr mistopheles is such a simp and why it goes that's probably why grace likes him so much <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's also insane to me because that's not like people like Mr. Mistopheles are not who I gravitate to in real life. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so decided on that being my cat boyfriend. Immediately. From the very get-go. I don't know. I don't know, man. But he also is very, he definitely has a very sexual relationship with monkey straps. That's a very sexual relationship with everyone. Everyone. Monkey at the very least. With everyone. I <laughs> will say halfway through when Judy Dench arrives I was like oh monkey strap in Victoria and there's going to be like a love triangle when Judy Dench arrives he's like oh oh no I am going to I'm subbing for her immediately <laughs> and then he kind of gets like yeah there's kind of this like Victoria Mistopheles monkey strap like polycule going on yeah yeah there was a look that they give each other at the very end. I'm like, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. No, not they the gayest thing faces. I've ever seen. No. The gayest thing I've ever seen was actually in Julie and the Phantoms, but we can talk about that later. Again, um, if you haven't watched these things, do. You should. You should watch both. One is actually delightful and one is horrifying, but also delightful. Um, I do want to throw back, if, if I'm talking about uh, men subbing for women, I do want to go back to Taylor Swift. Because, yes, back. because one of the reasons that I did decidedly put her above Jennifer Hudson, I've got a few. One being, yeah, she is having just the most fun. She also she really is a very is. good singer. She sings the song very well. Um, I think Ooh, the I choreography. Have to fight you on that, but carry on. <laughs> I think the choreography in the movie is bad in general. We were watching this scene and we're like, why are they not having them do big explosive dance numbers right here? But I think her dancing is good. I actually think her physical life is probably my favorite. I think she does the best mixture of like cat and person I that agree is with that. less weird. Cause like Idris Elba does this thing where he just kind of like crouches and he's like, I'm a cat now, right? Cause I'm crouching. Um, <laughs> the theater people get too realistic about it. They're like, yeah. I'm gonna behave like an actual goddamn cat. I'm like, don't fucking do that. Don't no, do it's make weird. Some choices. No one wants that. <laughs> and Taylor and will... Swift does like a person doing a cat. Yes, yeah, she also cat uses inspired. a lot. 
of yeah. reputation. She's doing a lot of reputation. There. She's doing but a just, lot of that. Just makes me happier because I got to see reputation in concert. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> these are the things that I love. And so I absolutely will rank you third. And I'm sorry you're only third and not first. I love you so much, Taylor. Well, it does <laughs> take her lower that her character, for whatever reason, is only in it for like two minutes. And I don't even want to say that it's because she was like, I'm only showing up for whatever. Because she wrote a whole song with Andrew Weber for this movie. Yes, he did. Yeah. Well, so, okay, like, so here's, here's, probably, involved. here's probably what it actually is. I'm going to break it down for you based on what I know so here's about the, thing. the Broadway musical. So here's the so thing. So here's the thing. Arena has a buddy. I forget her buddy's name. McCavity is actually a duet. Um, but the, usually what I think the character that is her buddy is, is that other... Um, Black female actress, and I should know her name. I feel bad for not knowing her name, but she's one of the, she's one of the not famous people who's actually really good, but is going to suffer for this. She's who the one sings who, like, Grizabella aggra- the Glamour Cat? Yes, yep. the one who mm-hmm. aggressively bullies Grizabella. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's very good. What, what I think it probably was was Taylor Swift is probably not a strong enough dancer. And that's not like her fault. She's not a dancer. She's no. a she's a pop star. Um, to do the through line of Bombalurina's story um, with her like little little mean girl cat buddy, and, <laughs> and I think they wanted to give her a like starring I think number. So it wouldn't. It would have been odd to have Taylor Swift with an actor that we don't know yeah only if it was selena gomez only if it was (laughs) selena gomez um yeah i think that's probably or maybe i don't know they're not personally friends but maybe demi lovato that could have been funny um that would have been funny but i i do have to fight you a little bit annie i do not think taylor swift is a bad singer i do not think her voice is suited for this song because this is a sultry jazz number and Taylor Swift has a very sort of light floating voice, which is fine. That's and I true. think she commits to it as much as she possibly oh, no. <laughs> I knocked Garthy's earbud out of her ear. Oh no. I was getting Don't very passionate. <laughs> I think she commits to it as much as she possibly can. I I am pretty skeptical of Taylor Swift in just my daily life. But I'm not that skeptical of her in this movie because I'm like, you know what? For not being a musical theater performer, she really sells it. That being said, Jennifer Hudson's voice is much more suited to a song like Mm -hmm. McCavity than Taylor Swift's. And I wish I could just do a little shuffle. That's Um, true. She's got more tone. You know, Taylor Swift's tone is very light. And you're right, like a sultry jazz number. It's not wrong. It's that, like, that doesn't, it's not a a bad indictment on her as an artist. I think she's really, especially in her most recent albums, this is a whole other podcast, her personal voice, which is amazing um, because some artists never really do. But in Cats, I'm like, why would you give her the. Uh, this is the- I'll tell you why I'll tell you why it's because that is the other most sexual song in the whole movie <laughs> they get so Taylor true. Swift it's they so make true. her so shapely she has such breasts she has as this naked cat <laughs> and it's very Frankie weird Hebert I mean she's selling cat it boobs. <laughs> I know no one else does she's so shapely and she like is doing all these like uh and like kicks I and know. my favorite moments of the movie, I, I actually rewound 
and paused it. <laughs> oh um, when God. her and Idris Elba come no. together, the sexual energy is off the charts. When she looks at the camera and turns back and just fully grabs his tits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was just like the way they animated it looked oh weird. But she turns and she grabs his tits and then he spins her around. And I'm like, oh, I never thought I would see things I never thought I would see. Idris, Taylor Swift grabbing Idris Elba's furry cat tits. But here we are. I absolutely 2020 love couldn't the get any goddamn weirder. Of sexual <laughs> tension between Taylor Swift and Idris Elba. I think it's even better that he's featured on her London Boy soundtrack. Do you know what's <laughs> funny about that? Do you know what's hilarious about that? Is that that was Idris Elba talking at the beginning. They're like, we could go driving on my scooter. On oh. James Corden's show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. It's all Everything. connected. <laughs> you can't run from cats. Oh my cats gosh. Cats will find you even if you're just having a nice nostalgic listen to Lover. <laughs> you know? No one's true. <laughs> I do think that's a good button to move on to these top two because Carly, I think you and I have almost the exact same list, which is so funny. But I have to defend. Jason Derulo is number one because Jason, Jason Derulo is my cat boyfriend. No, Jason Derulo is my cat boyfriend. I thought Rum Tum Tugger was your cat boyfriend. That's yeah, crazy. Jason Derulo, Rum Jason Tum Tugger. No, no. Oh, I got him confused with the railway cat. I thought the railway cat was yours. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. So if you are Rum Tum Tugger, then I'll skip over to, and I'll be Skimbleshanks. Oh, Skimbleshanks will be my cat boyfriend. Also, I would like to call out, he's not a celebrity cameo, which is weird because this is like a big bop. But the guy who does Skimble Shanks, Stephen McRae, incredible. is amazing, and he's, and he's also very person. <laughs> he's so hot. He's I simp so hard for Stephen McRae. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think so. <laughs> Stop no, 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 is my cat boyfriend, but Stephen McRae is objectively the hottest person in the cast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so he'll be my cat boyfriend, I... so that you can have Jason Derulo. I appreciate this. I love the Rum Tum Tugger. I think one of the, a couple of the things that put him, because Ian McKellen is also very close. I think they're both having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think Ian McKellen, um, he's the only person who's having ironic fun but still committing. It's yeah. so true. <laughs> you Ian McKellen, so Ian true. McKellen loves cats in the same way that I love cats. Like Carly and I, Carly Grace and I wanted to do, um, we can't because of COVID, but we want to establish one of the reasons we are doing this um, is instead of the Rocky Horror Picture Show every year, we want to do a shadow cast or a oh, shadow cast, cast, if you will, of cats. And like, that's, I would bring Ian McKellen energy where he's like, this is so dumb. Please let me be in it. You know? <laughs> like, I desperately want, like Ian McKellen is the only one that I'm like, I think you maybe knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And you wanted to do it anyway. And I'm afraid of that yeah. energy, but I still like it. That almost makes me want to bump him up to first. <laughs> Actually. See, I just like, the thing that takes him down for me is two things. One asparagus the theater cat is like the most boring number and he's talk singing it the whole time <laughs> he's like talk singing and it's like long and the same two notes which is a problem that half the songs in cats have it's, it's the same like three notes that is true um versus the rum tum tugger well well i can't understand a damn thing he's saying <laughs> it's like fun uh, he's, he's a curious, curious cat, cat. <laughs> 
You have no idea what he's saying. I know what he's saying, and I still can't hear him saying the words. <laughs> I, yeah, get, I get, and I also says he wants in, he, he wants, wants out. out. That's the only one I can get. And I know the poem, yeah. and I still can't hear him saying those words. The yeah. only other word I can hear is when he goes like Victoria in his little riff, um, and it comes right after he looks yeah. like he's about to suck her toes. No, no, the um, other <laughs> word you can hear is him going milk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jason, so Jason Gorilla tops the list for me. We've got memes. We've got pure unbridled horny energy. We've got dancing. He's a good dancer. A, I also get dancer things. Is he's in a lot of the ensemble scenes, which I like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think he committed. Um, to and yeah, he committed to being in it. You know. Yeah. And I think he looks the best. Like the CGI is still bad, but he's got like it looks like actual makeup yep. on his face, and it's like distorting it enough. And he's got the big neck ruff, which I think like all yeah. of them should have had. They yeah. had but that it kind of helps that essential to cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it helps the like smooth, the sharp jaw and like smooth face and neck skin that show up in everybody. That's like horrifying. <laughs> Okay, Annie, you've convinced me he's back at the top. I stand by what I said Jason originally. Jason Derulo is horny in a fun way. Everyone else is horny in a yeah. scary way. <laughs> Literally because so I think... <laughs> intimidating. Monkey strap is and like, I, I, I will have sex with you. <laughs> he like, looks directly at the camera and is like crawling and his face is floating in front of his body. <laughs> Jason Derulo is just like, let's go have a good time and maybe have an orgy while drinking a bunch of milk. <laughs> Jason Derulo is giving um, like actual just like pop R&B star horny energy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we respect that. We respect that so much because it was such a breath of fresh air in this damn movie. (laughs) I I did rank Ian McKellen just a little bit higher. I noticed today watching the movie that I, I really like Gus's song, but I don't know that it really belongs in Cats. I'm like this yeah. is a, this is a lovely cute little song that feels like it's from a Sondheim musical. Like it doesn't yeah. it does not feel like an Andrew Lloyd Webber production. I'll bet Sondheim probably sued him for like stylistic <laughs> copyright. Wait, so then why is he at your top? Um, he is my top because mostly because of the reasons that we've talked about, but like him meowing and hissing just brings me so much joy. <laughs> how dumb it is <laughs> unfortunately Idris Elba didn't realize that until it was too late no like that's when he meows <laughs> to exit a scene it's like okay you know now but you wouldn't have done it if you knew what this was gonna sound like <laughs> also the meowing <laughs> as cheering <laughs> so upsetting <laughs> it's gonna sound like screaming children and just like not happy people <laughs> McKellen did it a few more times than he was asked. Like he's the only one giving like cat noises, just like walking from scene to scene. He feels like it. He's getting into the character. I also love the scene between him and Mistopheles because it feels like a meta scene where the actor who plays Mistopheles is like, "Hey man, I'm a big fan. 
um, like, I'm kind of nervous to be here. I don't really know what's going on. And he taps him on the shoulder and he's like, watch, watch me do the dumbest bullshit I've ever done in my life. And then he walks on the stage. And then the showstopper always gives him a little thunder and lightning. It's a cute little. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> no, you're right. That is super meta. <laughs> This poor, I think his name is Lori Davidson. He's like, I don't know if he thought it was going to be a good career move or not. He played Shakespeare on a TV show that didn't do really well, though. Oh, no. But it was really gay, so it's a bummer that it didn't do really well. Oh, yep, Lori Davidson. He and Christopher Marlowe were like very much lovers on that show. I didn't ever watch it. That's funny. That's funny because Ian McKellen played gay Christopher Marlowe in All Is Well, the Kenneth Branagh movie. Yeah. Oh um, my god, extreme, so it's meta. All full extreme full circle. <laughs> um, I also think you can't though, run from cats 2019. <laughs> you can't run from it. I will say, I think Ian McKellen is the funniest he casting in this movie. Like on a meta level. Sir like he's in this McKellen. movie. Even funnier than Judy Dench, because you're like, oh, she did like West End musicals. She did so maybe. a little bit more musical theater. In her early years. But Ian McKellen, you're like, you're like huh? what was that choice? But also, it was the best one. <laughs> the, yeah. the best well cast. The most the well, well cast. Well cast. Cat. And it's unbelievable that he said yes. <laughs> one of those people, like, if Meryl Streep were to have done this, it would have been like, I, what? <laughs> yeah, Ian McKellen got that notice, laughed for about three minutes, took a shot, and was <laughs> like, sign me up. <laughs> Patrick Stewart was like, you really want to do this? And he was like, hell fucking yes. Maybe he loves the best. I don't believe that. But he when I am his age, when I am in my 80s, I hope I have enough clout to know that if someone asked me to be in just the funniest thing in the entire world, that I could be like, this is not going to tank my, I have enough clout to joyously say yes to this and not worry about the effect it has on my Academy Award nominations. And he's not waiting to do anything, and a knighthood. He's not waiting to do anything else with his career. It's kind of just all for fun now, which is what kills me about Idris Elba, because I'm like, how could you make such a faux pas right before they were going to make you the next James Bond? <laughs> right. Because now... It's like, I think you'll recover, but I think it'll take a little right. time. Now, when they pick someone else, I'm going to have a hard time being like, they're racist. <laughs> Even though I want to, because I think they are. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to be like, well, Cats 2019. And I'm like, you got me there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. I... If we could, so two things. Mm-hmm. One, I do want to point out, I read Wyatt um, a screenshot of a Tumblr post that I thought was very funny, and he asked me to share. Oh, yes. Which yeah. was somebody saying, uh, not Jason Derulo saying he thought Cats was going to change the world, because he said that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, do you know it. what, though? In <laughs> and, some way. And the person said, name one thing about the world that hasn't changed since cats came out <laughs> yes That's- cats came out and the world was like oh okay so we're not trying anymore we can just be as batshit insane as we want okay i think, I think not <laughs> my sister likes to say second- that, that cats 2019 cursed the world so shout out to megan See, I think it just ushered us in. I think it warned us. Yeah, it was the omen. <laughs> it was the oracle. Um, I also, 
since we have a couple more minutes, I do think it would be fun to just kind of run through real quick some of our favorite moments from the movie that maybe we haven't gotten to talk about. All right. Go for it, Annie. Yeah, what's your favorite? So like your favorite moment. So like the thing that comes to mind um, is definitely the orgy scene that we have not even talked about yet. Um, (laughs) Which one? We haven't even touched. Seriously. (laughs) It was um, and just the fact that like we all knew cats had an orgy scene and we're like, is the movie gonna keep it? And then they definitely do. I told my mom. Um, when we were watching the movie, she just watched, we watched it and we paused it after that scene. She's, she's like, was that? And I'm like, an orgy? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, like for sure. <laughs> You're not even completely um, sure it, until <laughs> the music stops and like the way in which they're all panting. You're like, this is unavoidable. They like collapse. <laughs> well, the way they're panting and like looking at their it partners. Darts with their tails like going, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> with the moon. Their tails are hardening like penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and that's not me being crass. That's Tom Hooper <laughs> forcing me to watch that analogy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Um, <laughs> I also would like to ask the quintessential question that I think we need to ask the audience. Are Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser twins, <laughs> lovers, or both? Yes. I think it's obviously that they're both. It's both. <laughs> but if we were doing they have identical patterns yeah but they are sleeping <laughs> showed us the one from the musical and it's it's a cool number in the musical and i feel like in the musical they are siblings mm. i feel like though you could probably make a choice and be one or the other but in the movie it's absolutely that they're both <laughs> it is a damn it's just movie. <laughs> but if we were doing a shadow cast would so that be... would be one of the cats that I would want to be. Would Mungo be Jerry Mungo Rumble Jerry Rumble or yeah? Rumble didn't Rumble. we say you and uh, you and Noah? I believe Dominic. it was. It's, 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 energy. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Well, and like when we were watching, when they picked up Victoria for the start of their number to be like, oh, haha, we got you. Let's go commit crimes. Um, they're holding her up like in a way that looks like they're about to tie her to yep. a head post, <laughs> and they're both like like nuzzling and they're ex- like exposing her and it's very we're about to have a threesome with you yeah. energy and it's like wait Victoria's like, I don't, don't want to have a threesome with you but doesn't she though but then she's like and then in two seconds she's I like changed but. My mind, which is not a great message to send I feel like most people are not a great pretty look. decided about threesomes like like probably no one's gonna change their mind in five minutes about a threesome they're not like, well, we're all, you know, rubbing our asses <laughs> on the dining room table. Why not? <laughs> oh, no. It also has the best shot in the movie, which is Victoria wearing a pearl necklace and, like, holding the big fork and knife. Yep. Which it's is very good because the scale in this oh, movie. so the bad. Scale, the my times. favorite part, my absolute favorite part is Skimble Shanks the Railway Cat. <laughs> Try to pretend <laughs> that a cat could fit both damn feet and tap dance on one railroad track. <laughs> one spike. But then in the next scene, they're like laying down on almost human-sized beds and fitting. Yeah, yeah, fitting very, very, fine. very bad. <laughs> but a human ring fits around one of their wrists. Yeah. Yeah, in the same scene. It's like, in buddy, the same damn scene. what is... <laughs> are you really big or are and you really And they built small? all these big sets. <laughs> right? 
they built a lot of these big sets, so it's like, how did this never come up? <laughs> how you're like, something about this doesn't look <laughs> like, right. Who made this? I still love uh, Magical Mr. Mistopheles. I love that song. I love it that number. I, I love how many times you say so mess. Cute. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. You sing it so many times. It's like I do. It to get stuck in your head. <laughs> like, even if you don't like it. I do think they pause too many times because I'm like, I want to no. jam out. No I want way. to sing along. I, I want to wave my hands we in the air. We want a freaking no. modulation. Key changes, motherfuckers. I, I disagree strongly. The pausing makes it so much more funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is true. When we saw this movie in theaters, you guys should all know, when we got to this part, Grace was already full on, like, I am dating Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> By, like, the third chorus... She actually was just singing it out loud. This is before the rowdy screenings because this was opening night. This was the first screening. Trendsetter. That's going to be a major part of our shadow cast. Yeah. In the call and response, we're all going to sing Mr. Mistopheles together and it's going to be unifying. It'll be great. So stay tuned for that (laughs) next year, 2021. Next year. This is our like halfway point. We've got like a minute. Yeah, for you to give your favorite moments when we that, sign off. I absolutely already talked about everything that I love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is top, but I feel like as we went along, we absolutely hit them all. We did hit the major points. That I think it was funny, and Andy wrapped it up there in those last two. Um, the size proportions are crazy. Oh God, the, just the absolute horniness <laughs> of everybody. It's so everything. In the that fact that they so don't right kiss. Also, but they don't kiss. They, and they, they have human mouths. They, they nuzzle. Keep human mouths still and they can't kiss each other. Which is so <laughs> There's like the moment where Mistopheles and Victoria's lips get close and then, and then they, they nuzzle face nuzzle instead. I'm like, but I don't then know they also nuzzle that. people to hug them and I'm like, what is what happening? It what does it, does it mean? And I think that that those that all together <laughs> makes Cats 2019 the best worst movie ever. Best Grace? worst movie ever. Um, I hope you listened to our uh, order of things before because I don't have time to run through them again. <laughs> maybe we'll post them somewhere. Maybe we won't. Annie, thank you so very much for joining us on this podcast. This yes. was absolutely a delight. We love you so much. I cannot thank you enough for letting me talk about this for an hour. <laughs> it's been great. It's been a fantastic, like, reminiscing of last year going to see this live in the movie theaters. <laughs> Hopefully one day we can go see bad movies or bad plays even better in uh, theaters again. Yes. And on that oh. note, this is where we all say goodbye together, Annie. Ready? Three, two, one. Goodbye! Bye!